Mike's hot, Casey. Hot, hot Mike. Hot Mike. Sounds Check. like a hot route. Hot route. Hot, hot. Episode three. Three. Trace. Trace. Let's do it. Exteriors remodeler who did a pretty, pretty good cool. job for you yeah. guys, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've had him back. I mean, because he did the siding, windows and doors, soffit and fascia, and then we had a tree fall. So he came back and fixed and re- that. And redid all that stuff. Redid all that. His guys just did. And then he did the roof. Yeah, because I kind of want to talk about exteriors from an experience point of view because it's good that you were on the receiving end of yeah. getting all that stuff done. And I kind of know the just the industry stuff. Yeah. Again, I've talked about in previous episodes, having a good mechanic, having a good contractor. What do some of those gray areas look like? Um, how you should approach it? Because just like buying a house, if you're doing a big remodel, to me, anything over a few hundred dollars is a big remodel. Yeah. But you kind of want to know the the caveats and the things that you're not going to be able to do. Because I feel like people our age, <laughs> mid-30s, and there's statistics out there know what they are. But we do our research way ahead of time. Yeah. The problem is, I think for us, is the follow-up and asking questions. Yeah, you know, it, it's we read the reviews and see what people have to say. But asking the questions ourselves and knowing, you know, we, we, kind of, we tend to let everyone take the lead and, and guide us. But are we asking all the right questions and things of that sort? And I yeah. mean, to you, when someone's going to redo the exterior portion of their house, what's a question that you think should be asked that isn't commonly asked? First, it's always price. Yeah. I'm not a big price guy. To me, it's you've got... So I always present to my customers, whether it's a homeowner or a professional, and I do this really probably in my personal life, is take, you know, what's my good, better, best scenarios? Whether right. it's a scenario, a product, or a service, like what's what's the, and I know you say best and worst, but or people typically do, but I think you got to add that middle one in there because in siding you have builder-grade material, which is what you're going to see on a spec house. So if you go into right. a track neighborhood like a Wade Journey, or I think Schumacher's more custom, but yeah. you go into a track neighborhood where there's, hundreds of houses they're all using builder grade material materials unless you're getting and i'm sure they explain that to you kind of going into or at least i would hope so i don't know if siding's kind of glanced over because siding is really such a small small portion but it's a big portion right so you're you're probably your main components in your home are going to be your your roof i would say your hvac system for i don't know <laughs> That's a hot ticket item, yeah. I'm a creature comfort guy, so I would say, you know, people want to be comfortable, so heat and cool. That's probably, I would say, at the top of my list. Um, And then you go windows or siding somewhere in between. Roof is super. I would say roof is probably second. Yeah, your foundation. I mean, the misnomer about siding is that it's waterproof. It's water resistant. It's just supposed to. Siding is not going to. There's not a siding out there that's going to be impenetrable to water. There's always going to get one. That's why you have house wrap and moisture wrap. It always goes price. I would say, what's your purpose for using it? And back to that good, better, best scenario again. And I use the words economy, right? I think you, <laughs> if we're being fucking frank, we would say That's cheap. Yeah. Um, but I, I try economical. To, yeah, yeah, econ- yeah, an economical choice. You try to preface it in the right way. And then we have a middle option, which is, you know, I'm not sure what I want to do with my house yet. Yeah. I'm going to be here at least another five or ten years. Um, so something that's going to last me, that's going to look good, that I'm going to be satisfied with. Or we have products that says, this is my forever home. This is the probably the first and the last. Because signing, a lot of these ticket items are things that 
you're not going to have, you're not going to be a repeat buyer, at right. least I hope, of siding or windows or those things. Typically, those are once or, or maybe two buys in a lifetime, you hope. And if you get something quality, it's the first and last. But so people always come up with price, but I think you have to look at the bigger picture and say, and that's where when you have a good contractor, whether it's new construction or a builder, where those, that expertise, and if you're going to be able to tell pretty quickly what that person yeah. is after. And I think just questions in general, yeah. just ask questions. Well, yeah, um, and that was kind of like uh, when Ryan and I were redoing our siding and we interviewed all the, the references you gave us, the Hatch Homes, Bill, who we chose to go with, we were honest. We were honest with everyone and said, look, this isn't our forever home. We're fixing it up to sell it. You know, this may become a rental property for us. We're not sure yet, but here's the deal. We don't want to go top of the line. We don't want to go lower end and replace it by the time we have to move. I mean, like we... We want somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. something that's going to last, and something we don't have to think about. And that's where Bill was like, oh, awesome. You really need to go with the mastic. You need to go with this. And which do you guys remember which panel you went with off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I don't. I know the color. What color was it? Gray. <laughs> like, like Vic, was it Vic Gray, Harbor Gray? Do you remember that? Oh, I can pull up our contract. So siding the, this, <laughs> siding this day and age is not your parents' siding. So the cheap stuff is. And we talk about siding in terms of thickness, at least in the, the vinyl performance siding world. So like 040 is going to be your your economy cheap siding. 042, 044 is going to be your kind of middle of the road. It's a good starter point. And then the high end is going to be our structure, which is an insulated siding. And they all have their yeah. advantages and disadvantages. And I think that's where, like for us, we're probably going to be in our house at least another 15 or, or 20 years at minimum. So for me, that's a long time. I'm probably going to put our higher-end insulated panel up because in Charlotte and the surrounding markets, it's a huge fiber cement market. Yeah. There's, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, hey. it does. <laughs> a lot of it's curb appeal, but we make some products that, you know, I guess the advantage, and, and so to kind of unpack a little bit of it, fiber cement looks good. It's a lot more maintenance. You got caulking, painting, flashing, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Vinyl, curb appeal, depending on what you use, and that's where we get maybe unpack some of the exteriors in future episodes that there's some tips and tricks to make a vinyl house not look vinyl. Right. With products that are out there. Yeah, they're going to be a little bit more, because I think vinyl gives away from the curb because you have that seam looks like a double course of wood that lines up and so right. you can easily that's a huge identifier versus the insulated panel you can have a single seven course profile but yeah i think this seems to be a key so far in these episodes is finding somebody that you trust yeah that's not afraid to answer the tough questions or answer your i think i've met contractors that say look you either trust me to do a job or you don't and those are probably the and ones you want to stay yeah, yeah you want to stay away from so bill's got a unique and we'll have bill on an episode because he's got a unique business and that a lot of it is done online which is perfect for yeah. <laughs> like we're we're going we got covid going on right we're now the busy professional how did it work for you guys because you were in that boat yeah being, being a, in real estate and so what he did is he had me take pictures of the exterior of the house and then upload it into um this app thank you Mary. hover hover yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. we, we uploaded exterior pictures of our house and then we met on we did a like a zoom call essentially and he, he opened up his software and we talked about, you know, exteriors and what we wanted. And so we each said, okay, so we want like the cedar shakes as part of like an accent. And, yep. then, you know, so he was playing with that. And then we got to do that too and do our own color combos. The visualizer. And, yeah, the visualizer. Yeah. And it was really cool. It helps a lot. Now, 
we are one of those people that we actually want to physically see the color, not from a computer, but in front of our own eyes. So I went to a competitor and took samples because he had them. And I think you guys brought over samples too. We've had samples, but um, we were looking at it and he didn't have one sample in stock or something. So I went to a competitor and got a a sample. Uh, Was it Farber Smith or another vinyl sample? It was another vinyl sample. Do you remember who it was? World of Windows or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so their siding, fun, so this is one of those fun facts. Their siding is actually our siding that's private labeled. Really? Mastic, yeah. Wow. So Window World, Window World is a franchise out of, and they're good people. They are. Uh, yep. I work with Tim and Susan, the local ones here in Charlotte, yep. and actually because there's a name thing, it's, yeah, so it's everywhere else it's a Window World, but here it's World of Windows because there's something else going on, but great people uh those franchises are typically family owned but yeah they probably you know window world private labels so yeah. they're 1000 2000 3000 series that's all but that's, that's kind of the things we want to cover on the podcast because you're thinking oh whoa that's a completely yeah. <laughs> same thing no, you had no you learned something yeah, new yeah i learned something new yeah they're huge partners so again that's something we can kind of go over in the future cuz there's about four main players in the siding game right now it's mastic uh which is us yeah. Royal Certainty and Mastic Royal Certainty. Allside. Allside's another one. So you used to have, back in the day, 20 manufacturers. Now, I mean, it's just like everything, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the all. I can't decide if the world is going to more options or less. It seems like less, but at the same time, it seems There's like it's, more, incre- yeah. it's more. There's I think, just a lot of more information about what's out there versus. Yeah, and then like who carries what, like only certain. Yeah. Because like what you'll find is I distribute my products out of typically a Lansing building products versus our sister brand Veriform would typically sell out of a beacon and we just don't intermix. I don't know, it's just, and some of those deals have been in place for 50 years and they just don't change in what. It's like Lowe's has certain brands that they carry. Right. I think like Craftsman and some of those other ones versus what Home Depot does. So let's talk money because, I mean, okay. Doing an exterior project is not cheap, and right. Ryan and I, we we got quotes. We and I'm married to a financial analyst, so right, you know, numbers are a big thing for us. Uh-huh. And we looked at it. Hatch Homes, their quote wasn't the best. It actually was a little bit higher, which is fine. We really liked Bill. We he had an answer for every question, a resolution to every problem. He knew his shit. And he was yep, just cool. That's Bill. Yeah, uh, he was just a cool guy. I mean, like, I think every time we had a, a, a call with him, we were drinking, and he was like, well, I'm just going to jump on board. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, and that's, that's why I do, I do a lot of work with Bill. Yeah. So, a little background on Bill. He was an ex Hardy sales rep up in, I think, Boston. Kind of wanted to get in business for himself, came down here, and I'll let him eventually, you know, tell his side of the story. But what I'm getting at is Bill wants to provide the best products and the best experience to his customers. And he also realized that comes at a cost Yeah, for him to provide and for the homeowner to, to pay. Yeah. And that was one of the things when you and I spoke and, and Ryan about what direction you guys, because I don't sell directly to the homeowner and just right. kind of, you know, so if you guys have questions or whatever, feel free to hit us up on social media or whatnot and I'll answer those questions. But typically I don't deal with the homeowners. I deal with contractors like Bill. Right. And, that's why I deal with them a lot is because, he, you know, we're not the lowest price siding manufacturer, you know. It yeah. costs money for R&D and to research new products, just like any company, right? Yeah. Whether it's cell phones or anything else. And I think... I mean, he, it's, it's 
it's not cheap to to do the siding and and he certainly wasn't the cheapest out there but he did a great job and he was he's yeah. worth every penny however i will say I, I think he got a little tired of ryan and i negotiating on the prices because we were paying cash we did not finance yeah um and so you know getting them a bang for a buck which we've done with all of our projects we haven't financed any of them we've done cash um so we will negotiate and we'll yeah and we kind of <laughs> discussed this a little bit and because when we went through it we had discussed the options i sent you three folks and i said they're three very different folks and this is kind of how they approach the business and i would say they probably probably came out pretty accurate i might have got two of them mixed up the the back half of the two essentially i set you guys up with a good better best scenario and you guys went with the best yeah and there are reasons for that. You know, if something goes wrong with that project, Bill's going to take care of it. He's not going to make you wait on insurance, that sort of thing. He's going to answer every question. So he's an ex, he's, I mean, in terms of expert, he's an expert, not only on the, the fiber cement side, but also on the side, because I train him. He knows his shit, that's for sure. He knows his shit. He, he makes sure his his project manager on auto knows yeah. his stuff and Gabby that works there in the office. So they're all, and they're invested and that's what... <clears throat> And that's what you got to try to figure out, whether you're talking about real estate or projects is, and that's a question to ask. When's the last time you took a continuing ed ongoing training class? Because that's a lot of what I deal with contract. And I offer that. That's part of my job is to go out and say, hey, we've got this new product or, hey, it's been, when's the last time you had an install training class? And they'll yeah. say, Ten years. well, let's review it because I said it's not your parents signing it. It's not because there's dark colors now. There's almost... Yeah black charcoal we have one called natural slate you got dark blues growing up you didn't have you had whites and creams and almonds and uh, i think we got one called wicker and pebble song yeah. you know these more neutral colors and people are getting bold with their trim because you've got other trim options you've got vinyl you've got vinyl trim options you've got pvc trim options which is almost mimics like a wood board but it's just made out of pvc it's a thick right. dense it's not a hollow core product but yeah so you got tons of options out there but in terms of price you're gonna get what you pay for and then back to negotiating and i think where we talked about you said you guys negotiate that's just in my blood too i think that's in anybody's blood but my i guess maybe it's just because i'm on this side of it and i see it and i know how contractors are they're shaving that now somebody like bill he's not shaving that if you're probably negotiating just a, i guess it all too depends on who you're dealing with because bill's not a shaver and back to that trust factor but if you're getting the truck and ladder guy that's like okay, this is going to cost 12K, and you talk 2K off of him at 10K, he's shaving that somewhere. Hmm. Whether he's not going to nail yeah. as often as he should probably nail in, he maybe doesn't have the tools or the resources to be able to do the job properly because he's not making that. He's working project to project, and he's not able to reinvest in his business, so maybe you get shortcut there. I don't know. My wife does the same thing. We did the same thing on our interior. We negotiated a 5% cash discount. The good thing is, is we paid all that up front and I think it gave us more leverage because we did have some issues to say, hey, we didn't ha we didn't haggle with you on price outside of the cash discount, yeah. which we worded it like that. Like, hey, we didn't really haggle outside of that. Um, we didn't give them a timetable. And then when the things went wrong, I was like, hey, I paid you up front. I never haggled with you on price. So I had kind of had every leg to stand on. It's like right. you guys aren't living up to your end of the bargain or the promises. Where I think if you negotiate, I guess it just depends on the situation. Depends, depends. on the project. Yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely, when there's an issue, you definitely need to hold your contractor, whomever's doing the project, accountable. If the mm -hmm. floor isn't level, if the siding is crooked, if the roof is missing a shingle, you do have to hold 
everyone accountable and make sure that it's properly fixed. And, and you know, and that's. Yeah. And, communication. and communication. Communication is huge. Yeah. I think that was one of the issues we had on our interior, which, again, you guys going with Bill, Bill is probably <laughs> an yeah. over-communicator, if I had to guess. I mean. Yeah, he 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 was great at it. I, I mean, would rather have you over communicate than right, not, not talk to me at all. Yeah, I mean, because that was one of the issues with our interior is the young lady who sold the job. Yeah. You know, and we did countertops, cabinets, flooring, the whole nine yards. We did a little dry bar area with butcher block. She was like, I'm going to be in there every day. Their office is literally probably a mile from us. Uh, which one was it? Your Who did your kitchen? I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. No, nah, I'm not. Off record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, because parts of it were good. Yeah. And I, I would honestly recommend her for, the experience was good. There was no project management. Yeah, we had that issue with our kitchen too. There's There was, you know, you pay for something, you're like, okay. Because I work from home and I work from the road. Right. I'm on the road like two or three days a week. So it's those first couple of days. So for instance, I came home and the cabinet was off center and the countertops was coming in. So the way my brain thinks, like they put the countertops on, and it's not the sink's not centered to the window, and nobody catches it. Mm, yeah, you got to have them pull the countertops off. Then you have an argument between the countertop folks and the people putting in your cabinets as to who fault, you know, because they probably got to get recut. I would yeah. imagine, or so you have a much bigger headache if you don't catch it. And that stuff early, I ended up having to put cameras in. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. we got cameras off of Amazon because there was two things. There was the base plate to the island was one of the first things, and then that being off center contractors come in and installers don't you don't have any requirement to communicate to the installer or the what we would call the subcontractor right all that communication needs to go through who you purchased the project the products or the services through right. and so we would take that up with her then she's got to communicate that to the installer so again back to finding somebody you trust that's going to do what they say they're going to do I would recommend them for certain parts of the project, but not otherwise. Yeah. And I get that from all my contractors. And that's why I typically recommend Bill. I would recommend Window World. Bill invested in his company. Ambitious as hell. Yeah. He's invested in people and equipment and resources. He's been in business for three or four years at least. So he's still fairly new to the game in terms of being on that side of the business. But he's, he's an expert in the terms of his experience previous to that. And then Tim and Susan at World of Windows is a family owned business. Their daughter works in the front office their yeah. son-in-law is a sales rep he came to uh, our house trevor yeah yeah he's a good guy nice he's guy. A good folk. Yeah. so again family business they're not gonna put their name on the line they got yeah. again they've, they've got, got a lot to lose they got their family name on that right. there's not many businesses that are like that now where you have your family name on it right. and a lot of that rides on reputations and things like that so my only complaint about our siding uh, the project in general is really the length of it and that is completely completely out of Bill's hands because it was the weather and the rain. We could do nothing about that. But that's a huge topic that people don't talk about. And I don't think whether it's an interior, exterior project. I mean, it's almost like you should know by experience doing our own projects. Right. And the delays we get, like we were supposed to stain the other portion of our fence this weekend. Uh, The stain's undeliverable. I don't know if it was leaking or something. So we've got to reorder it. You just have things out of your control, but it's never said, I feel like, up front. Yeah. I feel like they say, okay, yeah, we're going to do our best to get to that. Just got to realize if they say May the 15th is your, you know, when we're going to be done, you might as well put yeah, add two weeks to it. at least. Yeah. Um, well, that and, you know, add a little extra thousand to your budget if you're doing mm-hmm. big projects, just because there might be an issue that needs to be resolved. It's not a couple of thousand that it takes. Maybe it takes 200 bucks to fix, but, mm-hmm. you know, you 
you got to be realistic with your budget and realistic with the project and know yep. that it might cost a little extra because Bill and his guys found an issue in our siding. And so they had to repair it and fix it. Before and they can put that. Yeah, yeah. And that was a couple hundred bucks that they had to do. Something we didn't account for, but you just got to make sure you're accounting for all those little surprises that come mm-hmm. your way, whether it's timing, money, uh, your contractor quits in the middle of the job. That has not happened to us, but things like that happen. I've heard of that happening yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. And it, and you kind of got to know you're going to get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, and that's where multiple quotes comes in. I mean, I like the truck and ladder guys that I deal with. They're going to be 10 K less than some of your top remodelers in the area, but right. you know, they may decide they want to work for two days this week and two days the next week and not work for two weeks after that. And they're still going to do a great job for the most part, but you're on their timeline. Exactly. <laughs> but you're also going to save 10 K too. Yeah. And nobody tells you that. Uh, kind of what to expect, that sort of thing. So that was, uh, and whether it's an interior project or an exterior project, but we were talking about cushions, budget cushions. I think we budgeted an extra 5K on our interior remodel job. Did which you? we did it, yeah. Because I knew for a fact, and this, I guess, part of being in the industry, it's like that for everybody in their yeah. first big project. <laughs> I think that's what we want to try to help you guys out with is let us learn the lessons so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, because some of it put cameras in the house for oh, the yeah. interior project um, just because I couldn't. I'd stayed for probably with that first. So those couple mistakes happened, then I'd kind of stayed for that first week. What? Because then other people, the tile, we had issues with the tile. It was the wrong yeah. tile. And we have, and we'll try to post pictures on the social medias when we have these episodes and how they pertain. So you can, it's almost like maybe after the fact, you know, how you're like, as a kid, you went through and looked at the, all the pictures in the book first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The book. yeah. So the same thing. You get on social media, look at the picture, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, or vice versa. So, yeah. <laughs> fact check Friday. You guys are gonna have us every day of the week before it's over with. Is that when Ashley comes in and says, "No, actually, we only spent this amount of money." Uh, or yeah. Actually, it took seven weeks. Versus oh yeah, because I'm like, yeah, we spent forty k on this kitchen. And she goes, uh, like uh, twenty eight. <laughs> <Like, we'll, laughs> well, well, it's, just, it's just numbers. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a couple zeros. Or <laughs> but yeah, we did because there are things that like we. One of the big things was lighting because the other thing too is that you get into a you get into the project and then you're like, all right, well we've already come this far. We need to do the lighting. So like we took out, we had two kind of builder grade chandeliers, one hanging over our own, one hanging over like a little breakfast area, and it's like. We should just put can lights in. And they weren't expensive. Yeah. They were, I think, our electrician, Dan, who is great, except for picking up the phone or texting back. I mean, <laughs> he's one of those, like, he's cheap and he's very good at what he does. But I hit him up, like, two weeks ago to, uh, I need to hide cables. Do you I, know when you're going to hear from him? No. <laughs> and if he wasn't so good, I'd be so damn aggravated. But that's yeah. the thing. When you find somebody that good, you're like, okay. Like, I'll put it off another 20 or 30 days until you can do it. So... Dan, so we put in can light. It was like a hundred bucks a can. Jeez. Uh, and then I bought fifty dollar lights to go in each can. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So this Phillips, I bought this Phillips Hue system. We had stayed in an Airbnb in Asheville. Is this controlled by Alexa? Yeah. Oh yeah, those are pretty sweet. Yeah, it's. I mean, I can put on a fireworks show in my fucking kitchen if I wanted to right now. Like I said, we've been doing these Zoom calls, hanging out with friends, social distancing and stuff, and I'm so proud of my lights. I'll do a little <laughs> fireworks show. Ashley goes, stop it. They this is a sign that we have aged when we're excited about oh. the features in our house. Like, uh, I can tell Alexa to turn on the fireplace. 
And at your house? Yeah. Dude, how but how great is it? You know, it's amazing. For, for me, it's like walking down the steps, and I'm like halfway down. I'm like, Lex, I turn the lights on there yeah. before I even get down to the bottom step. Great. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So you can tell when it's 3 o'clock in our house because every day our robot vacuum vacuums at 3 o'clock. I'll do it at 3 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Why 3 o'clock? Uh, so that the animals can get their, like, their playtime out during the day and then at night kind of wind down. But I don't so know you run it at three it. in the morning or three in the afternoon? Three in the afternoon. Yeah, three in the afternoon. Really? I, that's right. I just can't. I'm not a big. We're getting off, but this is great. I can't do noises like during the day. Oh yeah. It drives me crazy. When, like the, and the dishwasher is pretty quiet. Like the dishwasher running, the vacuum. Oh, we I ha- we have an Roomba it. too. Yeah. Yeah, we try to try to run all that stuff at night, but yeah, talk about creature comforts when you get older. It's like I just want my lights to turn on when I say they can turn on. I thought I was the shit when I had a clap on. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. I had, I got one for Christmas. Did you? I was like 10. And all you would just hear is clapping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just what thought are you it doing? was just, the coolest thing. Just turning on the fucking lights and cutting them off. Sadly, that thing broke. And I don't know if it the was clap. I broke it or my parents just found a way to disable it. <laughs> Technology and innovation. And our company is huge on that, which is something that I'm, proud of because they're not just yeah they're not staying stagnant you know it's what's the next and we've got a new product coming out actually called elements which is like a fiber cement type product yeah supposed to be dropping in june um so that's a little side project i've been working on for the last year that's one of the things so they're coming out with that my sister's actually gonna put that on her house cool. need a couple test houses i've got five or six so far i need a couple more nice um because they've done the weather testing and all that good stuff but they want to get slowly get contractors and installers. Yeah. Because it's a huge deal when you're rolling a product out like that to get all the marketing and then yeah. get contractors familiar with it and get it out to the marketplace so that people know about it and that good stuff. Because vinyl siding's just been around for so long. I don't really nice. know Hardy's story. Maybe when we get Bill on, he can kind of shed some. Because I feel like that just kind of came in overnight. And it's it crazy. Did. Yeah. It's so expensive. It is. It was like the alternative to wood. Um. Like I said, it's yeah. it looks good. It's it does. Got, it's got its set of issues for sure, but I'd like to hear that back to where siding has been around for ever. Yeah, I think at least seventy years, sixty, seventy years. Yeah, because our house it was wood, and we switched to vinyl because we yeah. live across the street from the lake. I mean, we just water. That was our big thing, is we didn't. We got masonite in this area. You got a ton of masonite. Yeah, I would say a lot of those homes have been taken care of. Because if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to say that because <laughs> fucking wobbled. <laughs> um, but I think there was some issues with uh, masonite and what it's made up of. If I'm not mistaken, could be. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll have our uh, things you want to ask. I mean, obviously finding the right partner. I think another thing that people don't know about siding, especially vinyl, is you could do it yourself. What's the best way to keep vinyl clean? Clean? Yeah, because I mean, like I. I see houses all the time where I'm like, ooh, a little pressure washing would just change everything. If you take a water hose to it once a month, you're probably good. You probably never really have to pressure wash it. Unless you live in like a heavily wooded area, something that sees a ton of shade so that if you get rain on it, it sits in the shade, it's going to grow some fungus or moss or something like that on it. I mean, they used to sell vinyl as vinyl as vinyl. (laughs) Vinyl as vinyl. The last siding you buy and... They, there are folks out there that sell it as no maintenance. I don't sell it like that just because of who I sell it as low maintenance. Yeah, it's low maintenance for sure. 
but yeah, they, people are like know me. Like you gotta clean it, just like everything else. Yeah. So best way to clean it. If it's extremely bad, pressure wash it. Pressure wash it from the top down so you don't get it up in the wheat poles and get it all over your OSB and house wrap behind it. I mean, there's yeah. going to be moisture in there anyways, but it naturally evaporates. But <laughs> I would say you only have to pressure. Like for us, we just pressure. We probably won't do it for another three or four because it takes a while for that stuff to accumulate. Yeah. But if you take a water hose to it once a year, once every six months, you can use a scrub brush. Yeah. Car scrub brush. But it's not super hard to clean. Bleach and water. The bleach, uh, I think the disinfectants like a bleach and a vinegar base being so acidic it helps prevent some of that growth and stuff yeah. on there can you go from um say you want to say change the exterior of your house entire do you want to go from like a brick to vinyl to vinyl siding can you do that you can do that but i would not recommend it you why i think brick is just seen as a higher end product i think if you want it to is. switch the brick up um i would whitewash it yeah that's a trend now but then it's then it's like if you whitewash you can't really go back no but i think whitewashing it's just to me it's such a classic look is it gonna last no that's the thing too i mean like our kitchen is probably the epitome of the this era's kitchen it's gray cabinets same white, here <laughs> white subway tile we've got some gold accents um it looks beautiful now yeah. I mean, we've got great counter we got to pick out our countertops but you know is that stuff gonna Hold no, up. our our kitchen is definitely in the trend, so you'll want to update it when you buy our house in yeah, like a year or two. You want to update it in probably 10, 20 years. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to see where the trends go. Go. Because I had a pretty good idea. I mean, because again, technology and the cost of goods changes. I'm a huge proponent of get what you pay for. Like, we went with middle of the road cabinets. We're having issues. With Are them. you? Yeah, just like just little things like the um the little cushion pads that that sit on the edge of the drawer yeah. that go those are popping off. Mm. Um, we've had a little bit of an issue with the hardware. I mean, they're fine. They, look, price of goods is going down and quality is going down. But yeah. they make you want good cabinets. You're gonna pay mm. thirty thousand for good cabinets because they're gonna be custom made out of good hardwoods. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of what you're going for. And I think that's where we did with the with ours is kind of went middle of the road. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were going to do. If you want a quick fix as a rental property, you can put a cheap exterior, put economy cheap siding on it, put yeah. cheap cabinets in. It's all, I think that's what drives me to remodeling and homes and buying. And you want to invest in things, you know. Um, and I think it's something people can easily, like I'm getting into stocks now. I've, I've had stocks. have but So for me, investing in the house is much easier to do unless I would rather research how to put in, you know, a new patio out back or build a new deck or stain this fence. And I'm looking up stock numbers and trends for right. the last five years. And I think it's different purposes and I think you should diversify. But I think that's why people gravitate so much to home improvement and home. And you just want to come yeah. home to nice stuff. Yeah, there's something gratifying about coming home and just looking at your kitchen and going, holy crap, we designed this. We did the demo. We, we didn't put it together. But I mean... We spend way more time in our kitchen now that it's redone. Yeah. Whether it's cooking or just, I mean, we have this huge island we now. We have a great kitchen. Huge island now that we just, uh, you know, you can sit around and work from it. We yeah. took that little desk out. Um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the trend when that house was built. Like, you saw that in every... So, you talk about every, trends. Yeah. And it, it's good. It just, it was a paper collector. Because nobody's sitting in the kitchen. No, maybe maybe they did that back. Did they do that back in the day? Like, do you think that, do you think Brian, maybe we call Brian up and say, hey, did you guys use that desk? <laughs> you, what the fuck are you talking about? Who 
is this desk in the kitchen for? First, be like, who are you? <laughs> he wouldn't say, I got to see him around town all the time anyways. So weird. We living in such a small, we talked we about do. that too. Yeah. It seemed like, hey, did you ever use that little desk? I bet his kids probably used it. Maybe. For homework nights or something. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was. Uh, but that was a big trend is having that little desk it's like a drop area. it's like a yeah a little drop desk like i don't even know you wouldn't call it like an office nook i don't know it was bad though our vinyl cabinets were horrible you had a huge kitchen i mean that's a big kitchen though it just need to be we took out a half wall so that episode will be good our exterior so that new product i was just talking about that's getting ready to come out so we got my sister i think i'm going to put it on our house because we've got what you call a charleston beaded siding and it looks good people pick it because it's a single seven course um but it's hard to clean because that bead mm. it collects dirt and you see yeah. that in this area a lot whether it's masonite or vinyl but yeah, so you got tons of options. I mean, you got vinyl, you got Hardy, you got Allura. And and that's where the research comes in because it's all made of different stuff. So if I were to go never never knowing anything about siding and I were to go and update my siding with it over the summer, mm-hmm. what's like the first thing I need to do? What's the first step that I need to take in terms of looking to take on that project and figure out what your goal is? And then figure out a budget and then start looking at products. Start looking and at that's going to easily, fiber cement is going to be more expensive than vinyl. Yeah. You know, the connotation is vinyl is on the lower end, but again, there's products and things you can use different trims. And, and that's where if you have a good professional, you can say, hey, here's my budget. I have a $10,000 budget or a $15,000 budget. So that's going to put you in that vinyl category. You're right. not, I'm sorry, you're not going to get fiber cement. You're not going to get, um, there's another product, LP, smart side up there, which is, uh, it's like a pressed wood product. Yeah. So they all, they're all made vinyl, fiber cement, LP. They're all made to mimic wood, but they perform differently under different circumstances so at 15 grand you're priced out of the other two right so you're pretty much your only option is some sort of vinyl whether it's economy cheaper you could still probably get some high-end vinyl for yeah for that price depending on the the size of the house i would say figure out where that budget is and then start looking at colors and stuff but that's where a good contractor is going to come in and they're going to they're going to say okay why are you doing it? well i've got a rental property and i've got a hole in my siding i just i need to fix, fix it. Yep. yeah so you can get cheap economy probably have it installed on a 25 square house uh, so we talk about squares. A square is gets a hundred square feet, so it's a ten by ten area because you have two squares of siding in a in a carton. So like on a twenty five square house, which is average, you know, eight grand for a super cheap siding job. Yeah, it's going to be a light color. It's going to be your parents' siding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the darker the color, the more expensive. Mm-hmm. I, learned, I that. learned that from Bill. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I wanted a blue house, and I was like, mm, no, that's that's just a little out of my budget. Yeah, and you've got the the reason for that. You've got more resins and more color dyes and things like that, and you got UV inhibitors because the thing is, is I mean, the chemical makeup that is pretty remarkable in the technology. And so we got a solar defense product that's made, <clears throat> especially like neighborhoods built now and tight knit uh, groupings. Lowy windows have been out forever. Yeah. And they cause an issue. So what happens is the sun comes down, it bounces off your neighbor's lowy window, bounces onto your siding. Siding can withstand 
uh, a good amount of concentrated heat, but I can't, I think the threshold's like 180 degrees. I mean, it's just like using yeah. a magnifying glass or any type of lens and you're concentrating UV rays, it's going to distort that siding. But we make a product called Solar Defense that's made against that. And that's what's happening now in Charlotte. You have a ton of these and they're like, my siding's melted. I think the menu, I think the warranty on a new construction is typically like a year. Yeah. It may, it may take some time for those things to show up and then you've got to get it replaced. And that's another thing too, that back, if you're doing new construction or real estate and I probably can't stress enough is ask the questions. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask the questions and don't, for a while I got so apologetic about asking questions or going, Ooh, I'm sorry. I just really don't like the way this looks. Can you please? But then I realized, all right, this is my house. Yep. This is my project. It's my, my money. I have to live with it because you know, the contractor, the installer, they're leaving at the end of the day. I'm not. Yeah, because, so. well, and I think construction people have a misnomer because it's funny. All and it's got to help my resale, so. And, and people will sign contracts, and this happens pretty frequently because I get calls about it. Being from the manufacturer, what happens is the contractor will go sell a job. They'll get close to or have the product delivered. The homeowner goes out and looks at it, and for some reason over the last, so typically there's a gap between the time the project sold, like usually lead times like four to six weeks, somewhere right. in that, you know, to get the product. The material will get out to the job site, and people are like, I changed my mind. Coming from that area, try to be a little bit more understanding to, to folks, but we live in an Amazon world where everything's convenience and a day away. But there's just still things in this world that don't operate like that. And right. people don't understand. You've got three, four, five grand of material sitting on your in your driveway. And then you decide you want to change your color. They'll tell you, hey, I don't want this anymore. You signed a contract. Yeah. So and, and once you sign and a lot of contractors will call me and we'll work with those folks and say, hey, you've got to return it for because here's what happened is that siding, believe it or not, is coming off a line. We have a huge warehouse in Virginia. I think it holds like 2,500 2, houses worth of siding, Jeez. not just squares, but basically house packs. Wow. And so they're constantly from the manufacturing plant, shipping that just down the street to the distribution plant to go out to our customers. So when that product gets returned, we got to, you know, our distributors got to find somewhere to put it. We got to find, it's not just like trading phones or you send some pair of pants back yeah. to Amazon. And so I would say that's another big thing is ask the questions and be sure what you're going with. Yeah. What is, happens if I change my mind? Because you, you might pay some restocking fees yeah. and those could be a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and just depends on who you catch and what. I would say construction and just building materials in general is not, not returnable. <laughs> for the most part no. i mean once you buy it it's it's yours and especially if you're dealing with multiple parties and you got him you know so that's another thing too is just ask the questions be sure and don't feel like you have to rush no and please. and if, if if you're being pressured on the other side tell then them something's to chill. Up. yeah yep. something's up something's and, up you know they need to chill out and you know this is ultimately this is your house your project your money uh -huh. so take your time yeah. MP, yeah. Don't be in, you know, and I would say if you're in a hurry, then maybe it's not the right timing, which is, we got lucky with this remodel because we had just kind of finished it up just as all this stuff was going on, but they were off by, I mean, we started ours in February and it didn't end till early March and it was supposed to be like a two week, yeah. three week project turned that's, into. Well, that's like our siding, I mean, but that wasn't, that's not anyone's fault other than mother nature. We couldn't, yeah. it was supposed to be a week project and it was like 
eight weeks just because we're Yeah, so I mean, you don't have to, you know, play devil's advocate because I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that probably never came up when yeah. you guys were talking with Bill. Like, okay, well, what if it rains for three weeks straight and we're trying to get this stuff done? What happens? Yeah. Bill's not. I mean, you guys probably at the time weren't thinking about it. Bill's not thinking about, okay, nobody anticipated. I don't think that year nobody anticipated the amount of rain we got in general. It was crazy. So it's just not on the forefront of, of people's there. minds. So when we got our kitchen done, we had the cabinets installed. They were supposed to be there between 10 and 12. They showed up 12.30, worked till Mm -hmm. 5, and said, okay, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, a week later, they show back up to finish installing. And it wasn't communicated to us that after they install the cabinets, they'll do the template for the countertop, and then it's going to be another week. So, you know, we thought, oh, this will be a week tops. ended up being almost four just because. And that's another good point on – no matter what you're dealing with, when you're dealing with professionals, is is get them to, how is it installed? Yeah. I don't think people ask how it's installed, and I think that's a huge portion of what, and I think anybody can install almost anything to make it kind of rigged however they want it. Right. right? Like you're, you can put screws in certain places or glue or, <laughs> to yeah. God forbid, duct tape. But um, that shit happens because it they does. know you're not going to find it until way later. Yeah. You know, if you, again, you, you try to find the best of people, but I've, there's been some, some shit like that go on. Um, and again, goes back to that biggest point is trust and knowing who you're dealing with and what type of relationship they have. Cause come to find out on our interior job, this is another thing. We got our C crew. I think she was busy as all get out. Um, at the first of the year and she had told us that she had some projects coming up and she needed to finish us up by March or we were going to have to delay and we were cool with being delayed but she's like hey you know we can go ahead and get you started but she never said we can get you started with our C crew uh. and it, that's the other thing too is you can have conversations with subs because they'll provide a lot of insight into the people you're doing business with because I like I talked to our electrician who had worked with that company for some time, and it's like, yeah, this is typically, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which the good part about that is they fixed everything. It was just a a headache. Yeah. And a tooth pull. That's how it was for our kitchen and our floors. There were a couple spots on our floors we wanted them to address, and they came back and did it, you know. But you just, you got to be able to speak up. Don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Don't feel like you're inconveniencing them. You're, You're not. Your yeah, investment. I mean, when you're paying, um, you're forking out the equivalent brands. of a car. Yeah. I almost said a small car, but yeah. <laughs> when I think about it, it was like just a regular car in some ways, an SUV. College tuition is, I mean, it, mm-hmm. you're forking out that kind of money. Yeah, and that's right that's going to be a good one to cover too. And we've talked about it, is how much is too much. Yeah, like staying because you're gonna you could price yourself out. I mean, if you're planning on living there forever, do what makes you happy. Yeah, shit. Exactly. But if your plan is I'm going to be here 5 or 10 years, like there's a point like you think you're making yeah. money, but if if you look what you've put into it versus what your sale price is maybe going to be, there's forecast out there you can say, "Well, shit, is it worth it cuz we're just going to break even." Might right. Well just stick it out, you know, yeah. depending on the market. So I mean, you're not going to get your return on investment on everything. Um, you know, you're not going to get the 100% return on investment, but yeah. for most stuff. But again, you don't want to price yourself out of a neighborhood. And our house, our neighborhood's really hard because it's not, it's it's all over the place. You know, the house two doors down from us is a thousand square feet sold for $175 right. a square foot, which is insane. 
Well, location and, plays a big factor here too, too, right? Yeah, location. but then you go across the street and there's a house on the market for 1.6 million and it's on the water. At that time, sometimes appraisers will take in like just cost per square foot kind of thing yeah. and rather than looking at, you know, the upgrades or the condition of the home. Yeah, because you guys had a, and to kind of wrap this up, but you guys had a couple options you have some options on your siding that you guys decided not to go with yeah. just to keep it within your price point. You remember what they were? Um, Cause I can't, I don't, I, I think was really it trim. It was, I think it was trim. Yeah. Cause so uh, vinyl siding comes with what they call J channel, which is just a channel that you basically the siding kind of receives into. We make something that looks like a wood trim or a PVC trim a little bit. I mean, you could add a couple thousand dollars. To the yeah. Middle. And we didn't, we didn't spring for like, the big fancy trim we just went for whatever but you right know, it's with it's whatever you need for yeah. the same thing with our um kitchen and our interiors like we went with the luxury vinyl plank which not ideal i'd prefer i got dogs i'd prefer to have hardwood floors i mean and some of this stuff pops up like us being on a concrete pad i'd prefer to be on a subfloor but never even crossed my mind yeah. To ask or think about it. And it's not a, it wasn't a deal killer. We can't necessarily put, we can put down engineered hardwood floor because they got to be glued down, but a true hardwood nailed in is just not going to happen. Not it's impossible. Happen. Unless yeah. you build a subfloor over the concrete floor. And that's a, yeah. That, that takes on a whole lot of other So you got to do what, you got to do what works for you, but yeah. But just do, do your research, learn about it. And, yeah. And do your research, sure listen to the home improv podcast, uh-huh. have yeah. a good laugh, learn a little something. Follow us on Facebook and, and Instagram. Instagram. And uh, send us your feedback, send us your questions, send us topics. Like, subscribe, all of those things you have to do. ASL. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are we on AIM chat right now? (laughs) I'm going to Facebook my husband tonight a message and ask ASL. ASL. (laughs) Just see what he said. What the hell, Julia? Um, Cool. That's it. Stay tuned for the next episode. There we go. (laughs) We'll leave you with that one. Have a good week. See you guys.